Welcome to the Vanilla to Vixen podcast. This show contains adult content, so if you are under 18 or easily offended, please switch off now. Mr. and Mrs. N are not qualified relationship counsellors. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Now the disclaimer is out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy our journey from Vanilla to Vixen. Welcome to episode 83 of Vanilla to Vixen. We are your hosts, Mr. and Mrs. N, also known as... The Naughty Couple. That'll be the one. I'm just checking Delicious Debs isn't hiding, trying to <laughs> nick my line. No, that was last week. <laughs> she, we've not got her this week. No, bless her. I feel like, like one of my limbs is missing. Yeah, I know, it feels weird. Missing without Delicious Debs. Yes. She'll be back very soon, I'm very confident about about it. In fact, we've got a lot going on, haven't we? We've got quite a bit to talk about, haven't we? We have. We have got a lot this week. Um, we're talking about Doritos and relationships. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Doritos and relationships. There's a big, big study been done, apparently, and it's all out on the media this week. We're talking about that. We're also talking about Vegas Vixens. Yes. Which is next week. It is. A, it's a week today. A week today in sunny Leicestershire. <laughs> we hope. It's, we hope it's sunny. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's indoors. That is true. That is true. We'll, uh, we'll bring the sunshine. Of course we will. Yes. <laughs> At Liberty Elite Club. And uh, it's a, a special event. Uh, newcomers are most welcome. And it's it's Hollywood night. I know, I know. Yeah. It's been a year since our last one. Yeah, when we had to bring your little man out, didn't we? <laughs> oh, don't start talking about the little man. I talked about <laughs> that last week. You'll have to listen to last week, so I'm not talking about the little man again. Talking of Vegas, though, I do know a story about Vegas. I've told you this story about Vegas. I have no idea. The man walking down the, the Vegas Strip, and he sees a beautiful hooker on the side of the road and he thinks blimey she's absolutely stunning so he strikes up conversation as you do you know we always say you know go talk to strangers and (laughs) (laughs) that's in clubs probably not hookers but you know (laughs) anyway he he strikes up a beautiful conversation with her and he asks her how much she charges and the hooker replies it starts at five hundred dollars for a hand job he goes five hundred dollars for a hand job no hand job is worth that sort of money and the hooker says, do you see that newspaper stand just, just on the corner? And he says, yes. She says, I own eight of those just through giving hand jobs, because my hand jobs are the best you're ever likely to experience. So he gets, gets a little bit sort of curious and says, hmm, all right then, you know, we'll go off. So they go off to a motel and he hands over $500. He's, he's doing quite well for himself on the strip. So so uh, he thinks, oh, well, it's all winning. So I'll hand over $500 to her and he gets a hand job. And it's the best hand job he's ever had in his life. Worth every penny of $500, every cent, I should say, of $500. <laughs> 
And he says, well, that was so good. He says, you know, what, what else do you do? She says, well, I can give you a blowjob. And he says, well, how much is a blowjob? $1,000? She went, no. <laughs> My blowjobs are $1,500. He says, $1,500 for a blowjob? No blowjob is worth $1,500. And she says, well, she says, come to the window. Look out here. So it gets up, has a look out the window. And she says, you see that casino over there? I own three of those casinos. She says, just through giving blowjobs. And he thinks, well, I've, I've got to do it now. I've got to have a bit of this. <laughs> so he lays back down. She gives him a $1,500 blowjob. Sure enough, he's basking in the afterglow. He thinks, God blimey. That's the best blowjob I've ever had. Unbelievable. Sent him into like subspace. Worth every penny of $1,500. And he's sitting there and he's kind of puzzled now and he's thinking to himself, you know, I might, I might have to ask for, for something else. So he says, says to her, you know, what else could you offer, you know? How much would you charge for a pussy? And she says, mm, I have to think about this. Come to the window. Come to the window. So he gets up, looks out the window, and she says, do you see the whole of Las Vegas? You see all the lights, all the casinos, everything. And he looks at her and he says, do you own the whole of Las Vegas? She says, no, but I would do if I had a pussy. (laughs) 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 Oh, there you go. That was a good one. It took a while, but we got there in the end. Exactly. Like the $1,500 blowjob. I'm I'm just starting to think maybe, you know, I I, I need to look at a new career. (laughs) Ah, welcome. So, so yes, yes, our Vegas is on in next week. It is. So, um, there are still uh, a few spaces left on the guest list. Yes, unfortunately, we've had a couple of couples that have had to cancel and pull out. Yes. So, we've got a few spaces uh, for couples. We've got single guys and single girls. Yes. So at the minute, the ratio is not too bad. We have to kind of like balance the ratios uh, so we don't have too many single guys and whatever. We like to sort of plan it out so that everybody, you know, has a good time. And of course, it's for newcomers. So there's no pressure. There's no expectations. You can just go and dance if you want to, to our fabulous DJ. And the night is yours. Absolutely. So, you know, even if you... you you just thinking to yourselves, oh, I really want to go to a club, but I'm too nervous. This is the night for you. Absolutely. Because we are there to hold your hand. Hmm. Sort of. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> Not literally. Unless, obviously, you want us to, and then, you know, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pressure, no expectations, remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, if you do want to get on the guest list, then you can contact us via which methods, Mr. N? You can contact us, uh, as in the programme notes, you can contact us on Fab Swingers. We are Naughty Couple, spelled N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1. Or you can email us, naughtycouple at yahoo.com. Or you can now get us on Spicy Match. Spicy Match. We'll talk more about that on another episode. Spicy Match is the brand new social media platform for um, swingers. As we've talked about it before, it's not brand new, but it is sort of brand new 
promoted in the UK. Yes. So it's all of a sudden really picking up steam and we like it it's yeah good. we do like it it's very good it's a bit like facebook isn't it it, it is very similar it's like, <laughs> apart from it's a naughty facebook a naughty facebook Naut- yeah. in fact i might call it that spicy match the naughty, naughty facebook oh yes absolutely <laughs> hashtag naughty facebook <laughs> naughty facebook that'll be trending next week it will be it will be <laughs> So we've had quite a busy week this week, Mr. N. Yes. So this week we attended a brand new event uh, at Liberty Elite called Secret House. Um, And it's Secret House meets House Rocks. Yes. So House Rocks is um, an internet radio station uh, that sort of primarily is is a, a house music radio station. Yes. So it's a very different kind of party at Liberty Elite. It was. To what any of, really, that they already have. Yeah. Um, So it was full of uh, very young couples, wasn't it? It definitely had a young vibe to it, didn't it? Very young, young vibe, definitely, um, into sort of the house music, where a lot of house fans. Yes. There, there was the, the, the dance floor was full. The dance floor was absolutely packed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they brought their own PA system along. They did. Yeah, the whole place was literally rocking to, to house music, and um, it, it was it was very very nice to watch. <laughs> There was lots of eye candy for you, Mr. N, wasn't there? There was, yes, quite a lot of eye candy, certainly. Yes, definitely indeed. Um, they had the, the Team Egg Girls. Yes, they did, they yes. Encouraging people to dance all through the night. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was good. It was it was a it was a good night. I'm still recovering. <laughs> Do you think we're getting too old for this now? Never, never. And we did meet the most beautiful couple we did absolutely beautiful can can i just say because this is quite ironic and it's quite funny because what do we always tell people to do when they go to a club talk to a stranger yes but we also say if you're going to liberty elite don't go and sit on the sofas no because it kind of isolates you from the rest of the crowd it does. But we'd already done Dark Desires the night before. We had. So we, <laughs> we were a little weary. I mean, Dark Desires, as you know, I'm a big R&B and reggae fan. Well, you probably don't know, but you do now. <laughs> so I'm a huge reggae and R&B fan. And Dark Desires, that is their party. They're just really cool. And um, I had kind of like, yeah, reggaed myself out <laughs> the night before it was brilliant i enjoyed that and so i was a little bit like yeah after party and and then we were rocking all over again to house music exactly so we did the one thing we always tell people not to do and we went and sat on one of the sofas just to recover Uh, and also we were doing a bit of people watching which was good fun yeah it was it was all brand new to us yeah it felt completely different. Some of the furniture was moved out to make room for sort of like the younger sort of dancers and everything else. Um, it, it felt very different. They had their own selfie booth. Yes, they did. Yeah. Which was brand new. That's never been done before. So it, it felt very different, didn't yeah. it? But even though we were sat on one of the sofas, um, loads of people came up to say hi. We did, yes. We had a, we had a few of the other members that came along just to see what it was all about. It was yeah. good. It was good. And we met this fantastic Romanian couple. We did. Beautiful. Big shout out to you if you're listening. <laughs> you know who you are. And they taught me the most amazing thing. <laughs> so I learned a little bit 
of Romanian. You do like to pick up languages now and again, don't you? I did because I was talking because we we actually had um, a Romanian neighbour. We did beautiful couple, and we got sort of uh, chatting to them, and they went, "Oh, you must come over and have a barbecue," and that was it. I discovered that Romanian food and me get along very well. <laughs> it was lovely. I know, because it's Romanian food is just like meat and more meat. Exactly. So apologies for any vegetarians listening. <laughs> it's just meat with a bit of meat and yeah. a bit more meat. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm buying my ticket. I'm off. <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. And they would sort of teach him the difference between North Romania and South Romania. And it's, it's so cool. And... I just, I was sort of chatted and say, yeah, I know, you know, kind of learnt a bit about Romania because of our Romanian neighbours. And he's like, do you know any Romanian? And I'm like, no, but I think I now want to. <laughs> he got that cheeky smile on his face. I knew something good was coming of this. And he taught me that kiss in Romanian is bussy. Bussy. Yeah. So... We had a little titter over that one, didn't we? And he, he said his wife works at the same place he does. And he said, you know, she was going off. One shift, she was going off. And he was like, pussy, pussy. <laughs> kiss, kiss. <laughs> and so, yeah. And, and then I can't quite remember the full thing, but it's like, fat pussy, fat pussy. <laughs> I'm like, why did I not know this? <laughs> From now on, everyone I meet now, I'm just going to go, fat pussy, fat pussy. Um, yeah, you might need to be a little bit careful with that. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But that made my night. I know. But in, in their um, accent as well. It was just brilliant. It was just, yeah. And we we had quite a lot of giggles that night with them, just, didn't we? Yeah, just, but... just some of the things we were saying, they was like, well, you know, how to translate it from English to Romanian. And um, yeah, it was it was hilarious. It but was they were brilliant. beautiful couple. So thank you it was, for it, keeping us entertained. The, the best, the, just the best night. Thank you for, for making the night just the best night it for was, us. It, it was, was brilliant. It was brilliant. And the other thing that's been happening this week mm. is the Doritos theory has kind of gone viral across the internet. So, before we go on and talk about all this, we have a question for our resident agony aunt. Would that be the beautiful Roxy? It is, and it is that time. Ask Roxy. Hi, Roxy. Hi, guys. How are you? We're very good, thank you. Yes, we're super, thank you, my lovely. How are you? I'm good, good, good. Thank you very much. Jolly good. We've we've had an interesting question this week. I know all the questions are quite interesting. All the all the questions are always interesting. Is this an extra specially interesting? It one? is because this is a subject that's that's called, sort of been bouncing around for the last few weeks. That we've said, oh yeah, we really really should talk about it a oh, little bit more. Okay, then here we go. Um, so it's a question that's been sent in anonymously. Okay, and the question is. Uh, dear Roxy, quick question for you, if you don't mind. We were thinking of getting STI checked and we were weighing up the pros and cons of home test kits over going to a clinic. What do you think? We had a look in the fab forums and it looks like people get tested about every three months, which seems fine if you regularly play. Any advice would be much appreciated. Good question. Oh, it is a good question and also very, very important subject. And, you know, it's something that I guess we all do. We don't necessarily talk about it, but I think, you know, 
actually we need to bust the stigma of getting tested because it is very important. Yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of the question, it's, I've, I've generally always gone to, to clinics. Um, that's my personal preference. And because I'm in a lucky situation where there are a number of clinics in this area that you can just make appointments and go to. So, um, and I think just in terms of the different tests you can have um, and the sort of, you know, you wouldn't necessarily just go in for like one swab. You don't, you have a couple of different things you're tested for, but also um, it depends on how you play. Um, you know, you want to make sure your throat's tested. You want to make sure your genitals tested, that sort of thing. If you have anal play again, you want to make sure you're tested there too. So I don't think it's enough just to, some home kits I think are just, one swab test very, very limited yeah. Uh, very limited yeah. yeah so so i think i would suggest at least once maybe twice a year going if you can to a clinic and having a full panel of tests a full and sexual it, mot <laughs> yeah absolutely and then in the interim there's no i see you know home tests if you're testing once every three months which i think again is if you are playing quite a lot that is a reasonable amount of time um if you're as long as you're non-symptomatic a home test every in in between every three months i think would be perfectly fine some people might say that's a little bit too much i, I think we can't be careful with our can't be too careful with our health so Excellent, yeah. that would be like, i mean the, the days of like you say of having to go to you know specialist clinics and, and that you don't even need to do that if you if you are a little bit embarrassed about that yeah sort of i thing. was just i was just gonna say you know if, if some people might be anxious about going to a clinic the, yeah. the, the stigma attached to it and I mean, you know what sort of advice would you offer to somebody that's that hasn't been to a clinic before do you know what my first time oh my god it was it was horrific absolutely horrific i just i was so scared i don't I, but, but then it, that was in my head mm. and it, i'm gonna say it's exactly the same as not exactly the same quite really but the fear you have before you walk through the front door of a club for the first time because you have no idea what to expect on the other side of that door and it's the same with the clinic. You don't know whether the people are going to judge you. Why are they, they going to think? What are they going to think about me? Because I'm here. Like actually, they are so welcoming, so lovely. Couldn't be more helpful because the fact that you are there means you're being responsible with your own sexual health, regardless of your. You know, some people would in in the vanilla world will get tested between partners if they've broken up with a partner. And starting to see someone new, they'll go and have a test. Yeah, it's just reasonable behaviour. Yeah, uh, especially in a day and age where there's certain diseases that are becoming more and more resistant to antibiotics. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just a responsible thing to do. But in the same way, you can, in, and in some way, some places, I think the only option you have to is home tests. Yeah. So there is that option there too, but I think it makes sure you just have the most wide variety of tests possible. Um, some areas are lucky to get free home testing. Yeah. You go to a clinic, that's free. Um, and, and in some areas, people have to pay for it. But so it just depends, I think, on your primary care trust. But it's definitely the most responsible thing to do is to, to make sure you're doing that on a regular basis. Even if you play safe all the time, there is, you know, different, there's possibilities of, bodily fluids getting mixed <laughs> um, yeah i think it's just responsible if we're going to be in this lifestyle we should protect ourselves and each other of the people we're playing with 
absolutely brilliant advice. Yeah. Very sensible. And like you say, it doesn't cost anything. There's no embarrassment, really. They're professionals. They've seen absolutely. everything all before. It's also good yeah. for, for you, your own peace of mind as well, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. And if you have any sort of a symptom, do not wait. Go and get tested straight away because... You know, some people are symptom free. Some people have symptoms. Some people can have things for many years and, and not realise um, if they're not getting tested regularly enough. So it's, yeah, every three months, I would say, is reasonable. Um, and in between, if you have symptoms, then definitely don't wait for your next, you know, regist- regular slot. Awesome. Thank you, Roxy. Thank you, my Not lovely. And we shall see you <laughs> very soon. When's your next Dangerous Curves event? Uh, we are back on the 15th of March for DC's fifth birthday. Of course, yes, it's the fifth birthday. birthday. <laughs> what is five? What, what's that? I know, I know what, paper in, is one, isn't it? Anniversaries. Anniversaries, I think it yeah. It actually varies. So it depends if our listeners in the UK and in America because they're different, they're different anniversaries for different things. Is it rope? I'm just going to have be quite appropriate if it was rope, wouldn't it? I'm just going to have a quick look (laughs) if it tells me. Uh, Okay. Oh, it's wood. Wood. Yes. There'll be a lot of wood there. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody think we practice that? We always say, go to Liberty Um, Elite with no expectations, but there you go. There'll be a lot of wood. (laughs) (laughs) So if there is anybody that'd like to get on the guest list for the Dangerous Curves fifth birthday, my lovely, how can they contact you? So uh, usual on, if it's Fab Swingers, we are at Dangerous Curves Parties. Um, it, we've got a Gmail account, so uh, dangerouscursedparties at gmail.com. And we are also on Spicy Match. Uh, again, Dangerous Curse Parties on Spicy Match. Awesome. Wonderful. Before you go, yes. let me decide. We were trying to think of things. First of all, I started thinking about things what I liked when I was five. And then I thought, actually, it's probably not all about me, really. So, <laughs> of course, it's all about when... you, Roxy. <laughs> Well, I didn't think we'd get away with having jelly and ice cream. And then I thought maybe jelly and ice cream in a huge paddling pool and then we could all do some splashing. But then I thought the club might fell us off and making a mess. So I don't think that'll go down very well. Um, <laughs> but then I'm thinking, well, what about the music that was around five years ago? Fashion obviously hasn't changed too much. Pass the um, parcel. You could have a pass the parcel. Yeah. 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 What can we do for, for, to celebrate five years? Some of the listeners maybe can write in and tell us what they think we should do for five years yeah that's a great idea all I can think is is some sort of sexy version of the bumps or past the parcel (laughs) musical chairs yeah that could be a good one (laughs) my brain is going down to a rabbit hole we probably shouldn't yeah I know to be honest as soon as I said that I just thought "Mm, yeah okay that 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 yeah as normal we've just descended into filth (laughs) (laughs) oh well if anybody has any ideas of what Dangerous Curves can do to celebrate their fifth birthday. Please let us know and we'll pass the, uh, the ideas in, on to Roxy. You can send them straight to Roxy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Roxy. And the other thing that's been happening this week mm. is the Doritos theory has kind of gone viral across the internet. Right. Have you not heard about this, Mrs. N? I have not. Good. I'm surprised you've not heard this, because you're like a right 
TikToker. I, yeah, I do like going on TikTok. It kind of it's my way of just switching off for a little while. I call it ADHD TV. I know you do. Drives you insane, doesn't it? While you, I'm you flicking, know, you know, soon you can't get used to one thing, and then you flip in again and flipping again, and it's like. You know, that, that, no, I, I prefer, I'm a bit old, old school. I like YouTube and sitting and watching stuff. <laughs> That's me. It is my love life. Learning, you know, about astrophysics and boring shit, as yeah. Dev's, Dev's always <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Come on then, enlighten me about Doritos. So the Doritos theory, which has been popularised on TikTok this week, explains how unsatisfying experiences can lead to addictive habits. Okay. So, believe it or not, people are actually breaking up after realising that their unhealthy relationships are similar to eating a pack of Doritos. Explain. Well, Doritos, certain foods are not particularly fulfilling. They're right. just they're just addictive. Okay. So crisps. Yeah. You you can't have one crisp. Oh God, no. And and just be fulfilled on that. No. So what you do, you, you eat the crisp, the Dorito in this case, chips if you're in America, and you eat your Dorito and it's not fulfilling. It's just, you know, you, you need another one straight away. Okay. And so people have realised that being in certain, you know, toxic relationships and unhappy relationships, it doesn't actually make them happy. And so it, it's an addictive habit and they just go back for more. Oh. I don't know. I think it's a bit of bollocks myself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spreading all over the place. And it kind of got me thinking. You know, we are we obviously called a naughty hobby. Yes. It, it is a hobby. We don't we don't we don't class it as a lifestyle. No, not, I don't I don't like that phrase. Because it isn't a lifestyle. No, I mean even even us, where it takes up a lot of time now. Yeah. A lot of weekends and we, we try and sort of uh, experience as many things as possible but even us it's not a 24 7 thing no not at all we we have other things outside of the hobby exactly we, ha- we have other hobbies outside that hobby exactly <laughs> <laughs> still getting very confusing and so i thought to myself well you know is the hobby satisfying is, is it an addictive habit because as we've said before swinging can be very addictive absolutely you you can go to an event and you get really excited um in the same way that you know with junk food and things like that it fulfills that dopamine hit yeah you've just even in a shop and you see a packet of crisps or chocolate i've got to have it i've got to have it it's a bit of a craving mm, yes but the minute you've had it it's it's unfulfilling and you want another one mm. so in the same sort of way it does happen like with swinging. You get excited going to an event and the build-up and, you know, the, the adrenaline. And then afterwards, you do get that drop. Yeah. You get a, a low from an event that, that sort of many of our friends have talked about. Yeah. And so that, that can be an addiction. But then I thought to myself, well, the sex can be that way. You know, the, the, the sexy part of it. But... I think it does leave you with a, f- a certain fulfilment. Yeah, I would agree with that. You think? Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. Because n- not only do you get that almost immediate fix, um, especially if you're in a couple, 
you that can last mm. for several days, weeks, months, whatever. Do you think? Afterwards. Yeah, because it has for us. There are certain couples that don't do the whole friendship thing. They don't want it. No. They just do the sex thing. Yeah. And they don't want to actually know anything about anybody there. No, exactly. It's, it, you know... It, and I, I kind of got to thinking then, well, is that, you know, is, is that part of it, you know, almost like a, a craving and a, an addiction, is it? Obviously, there are people that do have sex addiction, so... But well, I do have quite an addictive personality. You have an incredibly addictive personality. And I, I usually cure myself um, by... You binge. I binge and then go cold turkey. Yeah. And this is this is the truth. Yeah. When I was younger, I literally... If there was a fruit machine, well, that was having all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I know it's a serious conversation, I jest, but... I did. When I was younger, that was it. Uh, that, that scene in, in between us where <laughs> you can't buy a drink, I've put it all in the fruity. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, but it wasn't just things like that. I mean, since I've known you, since we've been together yes. and the many years we've been married, you do it with food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you will find something you like and you will literally binge on it week after week after week and then all of a sudden it, it just stops and you don't want it anymore. That's true. That is true. But I cure myself through binging on it, which is always why I'm very careful why I've never touched any illegal substances or anything <laughs> in my life, because it's like I am aware I have an addictive personality. And, you know... Yeah, the, I mean, the, the problem we have with the food thing is, unfortunately, sometimes you don't tell me that you've gone cold turkey until after we've filled the cupboards full of whatever it is you, you were... This is quite correct. ...craving so, at the time. This is quite correct. So if anybody wants to buy 200 packs of Doritos... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not really. 149, eight one. Anyway, you know, I, I kind of thought, well, obviously people do have sex addictions. They do. And when we first did a swinging club, mm. when we first went to Liberty Elite, we did binge. We did binge, yeah. I was like, I fucking love this place. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Um, we did li literally like four weeks on the trot, didn't we? We did. We did a whole month. I just keep keep going back <laughs> because all the parties were different, and we just wanted to experience all of it. Yes, but I didn't do the thing of then giving it up. You haven't, yeah, you know, no, you haven't gone off it, no. <laughs> which I'm pleased to say. Yes, no. <laughs> with a, a lot of things, with what I do, is is kind of binge on it and then go nah. Yeah. Well, I've had enough of that now. Horse racing. Yes. Horse racing. I was convinced. I had a dream. <laughs> a bloody dream about this horse. And I was convinced this horse was going to win. And it didn't. Bloody went and lost. It did. And he had three legs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then after that, because I, I put... A, quite a bit of my money's on this bloody nag. Yeah, which you didn't tell me until the actual beginning of the race. No, we went we went to the horse race and, and it, it was rubbish, it lost. And that, the kind of low of that, I think yeah. if I get an extreme low, that kind of puts me off it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, thank God I've got, got, I don't know what the word is, restraint, I suppose. Mm. That I think, no, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. So, I, 
luckily, you know, I don't suffer from that kind of thing of having to go back for more, thank God. Yeah. Because I know it is, we jest, but it is a very serious, um, you know, addictions are incredibly serious and yeah. they can kill you. Absolutely. And um, I suddenly, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of combined it and I was thinking, well, if you combine, you know, this whole Doritos theory with that, but there is an underbelly, isn't there, an underlying depth with with friendships that that is just so much more and that is the the satisfying part of of the lifestyle or naughty hobby yes it is i agree totally because i think which is why we call it a hobby and not a lifestyle and we have spoken to many people that have dipped in and out of it so you know you could look at it that that they have you know fulfilled their craving Mm. And then... That's very interesting, because when we first met John, the previous owner of Liberty Elite, yeah. he initially did say to us that fetish people are kind of... It's intrinsic in them. Yes. They know from a very, very early age, around sort of puberty, they, they, they know something is there. And we've also talked to Roxy about this. I was just this. about to say we had a conversation with Roxy about this, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, a beautiful Roxy. And she kind of like said to us, you know, from a young age, she knew it was, something was inside it. Yeah. She'd got no label for it. But, yeah. But, you know. And, and, that, and when it is like that, that is a lifestyle. Mm, it's it, the it, way it, you live it, your it, it's life. In, it's transient, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of who you are. And, and a, lot, a lot of fat people will wear sort of the, 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 Neck- necklaces or the collars, collars, or, yeah, collars or um, some some of them wear cuffs and yeah. things, different things, and so that that is a, a permanent twenty four hour seven day a week thing. Absolutely, it, although, although they're not tied up, no, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, there. it's still there, and they feel naked without it. Yeah, definitely. Whereas a swinger doesn't feel. Mm, Gotta wear me upside down pineapple. <laughs> Gotta wear me upside down the pineapple slippers. We don't, do we? No, we don't. We're almost like like a, I always call it like a. It's almost like my superhero cape swinging. Yeah, it's just it's that it's the thing you can take out of the closet. Yeah, you know, I am I am I am me. Um, but then you know, sometimes I like being you know Mister N. Yeah. And being at the club. Yeah, it is nice. And I also think that, and we, I know we've spoken about this many times and uh, in previous podcasts, that we've always said if it got to the point where, you know, we weren't enjoying it anymore, that th- we could stop. Hmm. It is, I mean... And we said, that, but the only thing I wouldn't be able to give up is the friendships. Which would make it very difficult. We've known swingers that have perhaps... St- sort of stopped going into the playrooms. Yeah. But they've remained going to clubs and, yeah, which and is, just which socialising. Yeah, which is what I would have to do. I wouldn't be able to give it up completely. Mm. But if we ever got to the point where it's like we didn't want to play with other people yeah. anymore, I couldn't. I still couldn't give up that part of the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, it must be very hard for couples who, where one person still wants to, to do it. Yeah, I mean, that is difficult, isn't it? And And how... How do you deal with that? Answers on a postcard. Yeah, because that is really, really hard because obviously you... At the end of the day, we both know that if one side of the couple isn't having fun, <laughs> neither exactly. side of the couple has fun. Exactly. I mean, I think if, if, I, I mean, if I came to you and just said, 
you know, I'm I'm just I'm not getting anything out of playing with other people, but I I love the um the social side of it and I love the friendships that we've made and everything else. I I think I could 100% say that you would support me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we've we've had nights at the club which we've we've kind of documented in our book Vanilla to Vixen where in the very beginning you felt an issue that because you didn't do pussy sex at the time that that you didn't feel normal. Yeah, absolutely. And so you almost felt like you shouldn't be there. Yeah. Which was r- ridiculous. And obviously you know, you know now, you know how how that everybody has different kinks, everybody has different styles of doing things even different styles of sex exactly and i i was obviously fully supportive of you and went no we stop now yeah you know we stop now and we talked about it and um you know it was one of those situations where because you weren't having a good time the whole scenario then changed for me yeah because the last thing I want to do is, is sit there and watch you upset and, mm. you know, I'm, I'm quite sensitive to, to your moods and your... You're incredibly sensitive. And, and so I know straight away when something is wrong and exactly. not right. Exactly, you do. And, and so only a really sort of ignorant person is going to just sit there and want to, to carry on. It is hard for for the person that, that all of a sudden isn't feeling that because even though I knew I had your support fully and we talked about it and we talked how to deal with it, mm. um, I, I still carried a lot of guilt mm. with that. And I think as well, I mean, we obviously talked about it and, and pretty much after a couple of weeks, we, we, we were straight back into into the, the hobby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but had it been a longer time, being honest, I think I, I would have, of course I would have been honest with you and said, you know, um, I would have missed it. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the important thing. Even you know, even depending on on what time scale it is, it's still important that you communicate with each other and you still tell each other how you feel. Mm. Um, because otherwise, it then turns into a big issue, and then it starts to people start to blame the other one, and mm. then it's like, and then we get messages, don't we? From you know, I'm really, I'm really curious. I want to do this, but my other half isn't into it. How yeah. can I get them to come? You know, I think that comes down to I'm going to bang the, the communication drum again, mm. but it does come down to communicating how you can communicate with each other. Yeah. So the first question is, well, what do you like about going to a club yeah. or perhaps for, for other couples it's it's what perhaps they might just like private meets mm. perhaps it the sex is completely off off the table for the for the time being and they might just want to go to the club just to socialize and and, and dance or whatever yeah which we know a lot of people that do that anyway exactly but i think it is sort of hard very hard to genuinely have no expectations I, I totally agree with that. And I think if people were 100% honest with themselves, they would mm. probably say the same thing, even though that's what we tell people to do. Mm. Um, because unfortunately, if you do have expectations, you could end up having the worst night ever. Well, if yeah, I mean, if your partner is... If you've gone and, and you've agreed that you're just going to go and it's going to be purely a 
platonic night almost. Yes. You know, it's just going to be um, dancing and, and socialising, then that is what it has to be. And if anything else happens, um, we all know sort of that being in the club can, can be a very sensual environment. It, it can be very sexy. Of course it can. It, it's very sexually charged atmosphere when you're there. Yeah. Even when you're just in the social area. Hmm. And, and I think what we try and do, especially with people that come to our events, because a lot of them are newbies yes. uh, and, you know, haven't even stepped foot in a club before, is to try and take that pressure off. Yeah. Because obviously there are still people out there we know that believe that you walk into a swingers club and you're walking in and there's just people having sex left, right and centre or you're expected to have sex. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, doesn't that sort of terminology doesn't just apply to, to newbies you can feel under pressure if you've been in, in the scene a, a while and then you, you suddenly lost your mojo a bit yeah and so all of a sudden then you feel under pressure because you're trying to keep on that same level as your partner and it's interesting you bring that up actually because we had conversations recently uh with friends of ours mm-hmm. and this has happened to me as well where you're playing with um somebody else uh, say another guy, single guy, um, and I don't know whether they're feeling more pressure to perform, which then has an effect on their performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as as the receiver of that, you automatically assume it's your fault. Of course, and you think, oh, they obviously don't fancy me, or they're not finding me, you know, sexually attractive. It's, it's a very difficult lesson that most ladies will experience in the hobby yeah at some point you're probably going to meet a gentleman where it doesn't quite happen yeah exactly and it, it's no reflect on you no you, at all you can't take it personally no not at all but it's very difficult in the beginning mm-hmm. um and i'm sure there's lots of ladies out there that will sit there and nod and say oh yeah i've had that happen to me and it's equally as hard for the guy exactly because the guy literally has to say look it's not you because he's feeling embarrassed i've been in that situation it wasn't the very first time that I played with somebody else, but when I was suddenly in the big room yes. with somebody else at Liberty Elite, was like, whoa, okay, I'm kind of feeling a bit of pressure now. Yeah, because, I mean, there's so much going on mm. and obviously a lot of activity um, that, yeah, it can you can put that pressure on yourself, can't you? And you think how familiar we are with the club. Yeah. So if it happens to me... It, it, it can happen to other people. I have to be honest. My 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 thought process when we go to the club is I don't have that expectation at all. I do. I always <laughs> think it's good. This is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> There's that binge moment again. And I have had conversations with single guys where they may have been playing previously and, you know, we've got chatting or, you know, there's, there's a little bit of chemistry going on there and things start to happen. And then it's all of a sudden, I don't think I've got any fuel left in the tank. <laughs> And I am completely honest with this when I say it to them. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. It really does not matter. I'm just happy being here uh, and just having a little bit of touching, bit of sensual play. Yeah. You don't, you don't like need to anyway. have a final destination. Exactly, exactly. And I wonder if that's that term, playing. Somebody asked me that at the weekend. Somebody had said to me, why is it called playing? And it was quite an interesting question. 
Because it's one that I don't really know the answer to. Yeah, it's a good question, actually, because we do call it playing. It's genuinely known right across, I think, even even across the, the pond. Yeah. I think it's almost universally swinging is, is playing. Um, whether it's a more kind of endearing term rather than I'm just going off to fuck someone. Yeah, well, not only that, but we always say the hobby, it's supposed to be fun. Hmm. You're supposed to you're supposed to enjoy it. All parties mm. are supposed to enjoy it. Yeah. And so I wonder if that's where the term playing comes from, because when you think of playing, you think of a fun time. Yeah, it might not be full sex. So I suppose the, the term playing suits that better. Yeah. I mean, when we first met, and I obviously had to tell you about my problem, um, and at that point I hadn't had sex for over two years, I didn't know if I could have sex again. And I remember talking to you and saying, you know, oh, you probably don't want to be with me because I can't have full sex. And you honestly said to me, but there's there's so much more. There's There, there are other ways mm. to be intimate and get that sexual... Buzz. That's the word. <laughs> I can think of the word. And you've taught me that. And so, you know, even if we do play at the club... Sometimes I like it where it's it's not full sex. There, there are, there, I like the the playing. One thing I've learned is there's there's so many. I mean, even, all right, I said that when I met you, but all those years ago. <laughs> um, but I've learned so much more about sex now, yeah. so much more. And I go and I see guys, and I've said this on the podcast before, where you, you see guys performing, and you think, Jesus, it's like a stud farm. <laughs> And you go, I couldn't do that. I couldn't last that long. I couldn't, whatever, you know. But but the the secret to enjoying and, and it being a fulfilling hobby is realising that everybody's different. Absolutely. There's ladies like you that enjoy the, the sensation play of it. Yes. There are ladies, and we've spoken to them, where they've gone, nope, I like to be fucked hard and not be able to walk the following yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and we have witnessed <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And so again, you know, it's communicating. It's very naive of anybody to think they can just walk into a club and they, they might see a gorgeous sort of single girl at the bar or whatever. If they're a single guy, they might go in there, see a gorgeous single girl, click. But you might not click sexually with that person. Yeah, absolutely. But and the other thing I think is important to tell. Uh, or you know let people hear about is just because somebody plays a certain way with one person doesn't mean they'll play exactly the same way with you that's a very good point and a very good friend of ours who we absolutely adore mr saucy yes i actually watched him have sex with another woman Mm. um and it was completely different to when we'd played oh and he wasn't actually aware that he did that. Really? Yeah. And it was really interesting because I said, no, you, you obviously knew because obviously people that know me know I have to have, I have to be, it has to be gentle and... He was just instinctive. Very. Just instinctive. Yeah, so but, don't but, ever yeah. be put off if you see somebody playing and think to yourself, oh, I'd really like to play with them, but I don't like it that way. Hmm. Because they don't necessarily play with you that way and you must communicate that i know we've i've had women that have asked me before that have said oh you know i don't like it that way so i'd be really nervous about playing with somebody um and i've said to them well you just tell them there's more than one way to cook an egg (laughs) (laughs) 
there certainly is. <laughs> That's the thing, Anya. I mean, certainly for us, I enjoy the variety that, that you see, even just watching. And I'm talking about sort of the playrooms. Yes. I enjoy what the variety of seeing the different sexual activity that goes on. It makes it interesting. It makes it sexy. It does. I find it quite funny how you can be in such a vulnerable position being naked and having sex with somebody, not necessarily a complete stranger, but it could a, be... A, a virtual stranger. A virtual stranger. But you, you don't feel comfortable enough to communicate with them. Hmm. Because I certainly was like that in the beginning. And you, really, you probably should. Really, you should probably... To get the better sex... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's no. I rules. just wonder whether we sometimes we do it the wrong way round. So we always say, you know, it's it's good to communicate and it's good to make um, connections with people, and that's why we sort of say when people come to our events, talk to three strangers <laughs> or do this or do that, because then that should make it easier that when you are in that vulnerable position but of suppose, being naughty. I suppose the ultimate spontaneity of literally almost a virtual stranger occasionally that can happen. In, in the playroom. Of course room. it can. And Absolutely that, that, can. That can be really exciting. It can, yes. But I'm finding more now, as our, our journey evolves, as Mr Horney would say, that, and I think you would agree with me, you you like communication through sex. You like being spoken to, talked to. You like you like the naughtiness. You like being, yeah, like, I, dirty talk. Do, or, you, do you think that's because you, you work out for yourself as you go along what you find sexy and you get you i wonder if we almost become more picky as we go along yeah i think you're probably right in the beginning i always said to you i don't feel comfortable to, even with you somebody you know i'm married to you <laughs> we've been most intimate and everything but i still still felt a little bit weird about talking dirty to you <laughs> which i know sounds ridiculous but it, it is especially if you've not done it before or if, yeah. it, or if it isn't in your your nature yeah because Believe it or not, I am quite... Oh, I used to be quite a really shy person. Don't believe it for I know, one minute, I know listeners. everybody's don't laughing. Be- don't believe it for one minute. Pick yourselves up off the floor. <laughs> I know, but I was. Yeah. When we used to do camming in the beginning... I know. I'd be like, they can watch, but don't ask me to speak to them. It almost fulfilled like an exhibitionist streak in you that you didn't even know existed. That's true. And that just goes to show how much you do evolve. Yeah. When you're in the, in the hobby. But you, you don't know what your kinks are in the beginning. You go along with it. it, it your, your kinks are instinctive in you. Um, I think I've always had a naughty girl, hot wife kink in me. Yeah. But you don't know labels. You don't know, you know, what that is. You know, if somebody said to me years and years ago, you've got a naughty girl, hot wife kink. I'm like, what, what the fuck what are you the talking hell's that? about? Yeah. I'd have disagreed with them. And that is truly what learning about yourself is in the hobby you know you learn all these terms and you learn all about the different kinks and ultimately you learn about yourself i think you learn in this being in this lifestyle that that you evolve sexually so much your kinks evolve so much yeah i mean if you look at where we first started to where we are now it's completely different. Hmm. And it's it's different for everybody. For me, I like I like to be told I'm a naughty girl. Hmm. You know, I, that gets me going. 
But I also know there's people, there's those women out there that like to be told they're good girls. Do you think you like being a naughty girl because that's, you know, that's my kink? Yeah. And so you like, and that's something that, that's just grown and grown and grown because of, do you think you take on some of the kink of your partner? I think you do. Yeah, I think you do. It, I, I certainly have because I know you like the dirty talk. You Like you've always said, so, a, certain, so, a certain percentage of, of sex is, is all in the mind. Yeah, a huge percentage. Yeah. So when somebody can get into your head and turn you on that way, yeah. the reaction that you get, so me talking to you in a dirty way or telling you I'm your naughty girl or your dirty girl or whatever, the reaction I get from you then... It's almost subliminally pleases you. Yeah. And so, yeah, so so then, yeah, you, you look for that but then in I've, other sex. I've, yeah, exactly. So I've carried that through to mm. if I've played with other people and then they say, you know, you're, you're a naughty girl or whatever, That I kind of then relive and, what we have. <laughs> and I've played with someone who likes to be a good girl. Yes. And, and it almost like, say what? <laughs> it's, like, it's like a different language. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not used to that. So when you when you think of somebody being told they're a good girl, you just think it's always oh, very nice and whatever. But if you say it in the right way, I, I got I, I got it and understood it. Yeah, you can't just suddenly switch. I guess it's like a sub suddenly becoming a dom mm. um, upon request kind of thing. You can't just suddenly get your head around. I think it takes some time to get used to that. And go, yeah, yeah, I, I see that, and you could get into it, but I don't think it's something you can adjust to immediately no so let me put a question to you okay so if you were playing with someone would you prefer them to turn around and say look i like to be spoken to in this way or i like to be fucked in this way or this is what turns me on or would you prefer them not to say it and you kind of do your thing oh no i I want to know because i think i would prefer to say to somebody you know, if if you tell me I'm a naughty girl and you, mm. you know, that really gets me going. Like, it's like I I love kissing. Kissing is a very sexual thing for me and it gets me going. I think it depends how you're asked. If, if, if you were standing, at, for instance, at the bar at Liberty Elite, in typical, no, I'm not going to say in typical female fashion. <laughs> Are you about to get lynched, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I remember a sketch by Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly, one of my comedy idols. And I remember he says, with women, you want less of this, more of this, fucking all of that. <laughs> and plenty more of that. <laughs> that might be like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think, I think you need to, to pick your moment. You need to be in the right environment when you suddenly decide to give instructions. <laughs> if she was reading it out like a shopping list, yeah. I might, yeah but, yeah. but if it was just brought up in sort of, general conversation and well it's just like in a, put yourself in a scenario then so I, I would want to know exactly so I, I would 100% say we were playing know. but obviously we weren't us if yeah. you know what I mean and I, I we were kissing and everything and I turned around to you and said I really like being told I'm a naughty girl hmm. in that kind of scenario I'd need a tissue <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, no, because I'm a, I'm naturally a pleaser. Yeah, I like you know that I, I prefer 
pleasing rather than actually probably being pleased myself. Yeah, that's, that's just I mean, me. yeah. And so I would want to know, otherwise I would feel like I was, it, it would just be pointless to me. Yeah. I get a lot more pleasure out of pleasing than I do sort of being pleased. There's a lot of men I think would agree with you on that. I know that mm. you know, we've spoken to lots of single guys and everything else. I, I, and well, One thing I think we've discovered is there's, there's an awful lot of pleasers in the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. But one thing that, that gets me sometimes, and I don't know whether it's because of my problem, I can't always orgasm because obviously I don't do the I don't do pussy play. Mm. And I can orgasm through anal. You do occasionally do pussy play. I do. If she's if she's behaving and yeah. she's in a good good mood um, and it's a good day, yes, I can. But, but nine times out of it, ten, you prefer just, just... Well, it's sometimes I just feel because a lot of men, it's all about, you know, the, the final... The final crescendo. crescendo yes, exactly. <laughs> I, it puts a lot of pressure on me then. And I, and I'm, and I will say... It's okay. I, I don't need to mm. to ha- to be fulfilled. I don't need to come. But they get very disappointed if yeah. I say that. And I think that there's a difference between um, that. That is basically putting pressure on a woman. Yeah, you are putting pressure on a woman to say, "I want you to orgasm." Yeah, and, and some some guys don't understand that, that. That's just as bad as you know. They wouldn't dream of of pressuring a woman in other ways. No, but they'll they'll pressure. You know, well, I want to make you come. I want to make you come. Yeah. And I think some guys don't get that, you know, it, it is all about the, I've learned with you that it is all about the the fun of just enjoying what you're doing, not the actual sort of finish. Yeah. It's a bit like people that don't drink. The people that do drink sometimes have a problem with the people that don't drink <laughs> yeah. because they think they need the drink to be able to enjoy themselves. Yeah. And it's like, I don't need drink to enjoy myself. I can enjoy myself completely sober. Mm. I mean, I can understand the people that just say, you know, I have a drink just mm. to relax me. And, and it, it is, it's about, as I say, the guys that probably do put pressure on women that they want them to orgasm. Yeah. It's just about them sort of chilling out a little bit and just going, okay, you know, and just learning and understanding that, that women don't have to have an orgasm. I think sex is different for a man than it is a woman. Yeah. You know, by the very nature, it is the, the build-up and the climax with men. Mm. I, th- I think you'll find very few men that say, no, 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 you know, I can just have sex for half an hour or an hour or whatever and, and then just, just pack up and go to the shops. <laughs> So from a male perspective, mm. if you had sex and didn't come, would would that would you be frustrated with that? Would you feel that you didn't I wouldn't need to come sort of by penetration, but I feel it is all I think for men, most men would need to finish off. Yeah. In whatever way, if it's just sort of coming over a woman or whatever, or even just coming having a wank after you've you finished. But I think with there have been occasions, there have been occasions when we've been out at the club, mm. we've played, and then for whatever reason, you know, somebody's thrown grapes to me whilst on the bed, <laughs> Roman style. <laughs> and I jest. Um, that did happen. It did it's happen. true, it happened. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, that, that it is different for a guy. I think 
understanding most women's perception of sex, yeah, it's not all about the final goal. But I think for the guys, I do think whilst it's not all about the orgasm, I think mm. you'll find plenty of guys. I myself, I can play for a bit, stop, play for a bit, stop. But I think you do need to finish off because you do get frustrated. Oh, okay. Perhaps that's just me. Hmm. It's, it's, it's an interesting conversation. It's just, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Dear listener, if you want to join in and tell me otherwise, <laughs> you can write to us, the naughty couple at yahoo.com or N-A-U-G-H-T-Y-C-P-1 on Fab Swingers or Spicy Match. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that is a good hmm. conversation starter, that one. It is. And, and I think... Um, I think when you're at a club, I think those kind of conversations can always be had. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that somebody's going to jump on you. It's the one place that you can talk about sex openly and and just enjoy the subject of it. Absolutely. So next week, what, what we, what's happening next week? Ah, now, it's very exciting. Next week. We've got the wonderful... Sexy squirrels. Sexy squirrels that do curvaceous creatures. At Purple Mamba. They do. And they're coming on Vanilla to Vixen, especially to titillate your ears. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot wait to see them. No, we've we've been trying to get them back on the podcast, haven't we? Because it's yeah. been a long time since since they came on. Many, many, many episodes ago. I know. Um, so yeah, we can't wait to, to chat to them, find out what they've been up to and Absolutely. how the event's going and yeah. yeah, just, just generally what's been going out. on. And if you, dear listener, want to get involved, if you fancy a road trip, there are spaces available. Not very often that happens. It's been, as I say, sort of half term, people have sort of been away and things and everything. So there are spaces available at Vegas Vixens, our party, next week at Liberty Elite in Leicestershire. There's, you can stay over, make a weekend of it. Absolutely. You know. A naughty night with us. We've got a new game. We have got a new game. Yes. That's going to be fun. I always forget what it's called. What is it called? Bingo? Casino oh, Bingo. Casino Bingo. That's casino it. Bingo. It's a little bit of a cross between kind of like pontoon and <laughs> bingo. It's going to be fun. It is, because we've got some very special cards, haven't we? Supplied by Delicious Debs. Yes. And she's threatening to flog anyone that doesn't give them back. <laughs> So that will be quite interesting. All I'm going to say is they may have a naughty theme to them. The cards are positively filth. <laughs> and the prizes are even filthier. Absolutely. <laughs> so you definitely don't want to miss that. No, definitely not. And it is Hollywood night, so we've got our resident photographer. We've got our res- resident photographer's booked in. That's going to be great. We've got fabulous dj it's just gonna be the ultimate night it is so if you want to dress up get a bit glammed up have some really nice photos of yourselves black ties optional it is you don't have to dress like a film star look like a film star fuck like a film star (laughs) do you know what a film star fucks like depends on the film star (laughs) are we on to like debbie does dallas or something i'm I'm enjoying that i'm enjoying that thought So until then, we'll see you next week, dear listener. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.